0: Thank you, love, and welcome to Medicine Color podcast. I wanna invite you another layer deeper into the temple. We have a Patreon and I would love for you to check it out. There are layers of support and nourishment For people calling medicine and for people restoring the temple, people healing together, I would love for you to come support this podcast and be supported in even more ways. To all my Patreon members, thank you. We are in this together. I appreciate you. I'm grateful. We'll talk soon. Consider yourself invited. Check it out. And I invite you to join. Let's get on with the show. Intimate, wise, and healing conversations with the people who are carrying us through this time of true transformation and complete rebirth. Welcome to Medicine Collar, where visionaries share the real, the raw, the good, and the holy. I am your host, Sophia Wise One. Let's journey. call. I don't I don't know about you. I'm having a moment of like chipper tone. Really, Sophia? This is what's coming through? Because like, whoa, it's been a lot, right? I mean, we've been in the depths of solstice and I have been feeling this massive wave of preparation for this influx of energy. It's like, if we feel like, if you feel like, if I feel, I feel there is big energy coming. It's not just a thing. Like 2020 is really a thing. Like it really is. I can feel it in my bones and I've seen it and we- we've called it in. There's a lot that's coming to us. There's a lot that's coming, that's asking to come through us. And I have been feeling since, I feel like it was, the, you know, for me, it was the fall here um, in Philadelphia, this turn In November, this turn into winter, this internal space has been internal preparation, internal preparation for where we're going next. And it has been immense. It has been painful. It has been beautiful. It has been retching. I had one of those moments last week where I found myself from standing to weeping on the floor and... I weep. I love to weep. It's really, I'm here for it. And there was an intensity to it that both felt really old and like a repeated pattern that I didn't want to live in anymore. And also just this sense of like, I just can't, like I just can't, like I can't. And we're in such It's so holy when we say we can't. It's so holy when we say we can't. It is so holy when we say, no, I can't. I don't want this. This isn't working for me. This isn't going to work for me. I will not participate. I had a lot of that energy coming in and I made with one big community in my life. I made a, for me, it was a very big stance. I really took a stance for myself and said, I'm not going to participate in this space in this way anymore after decades. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. And that shift, that one shift, that one place where I put all of that preparation of self-confidence and self-worth and knowing, I put that into place. And then I thought, Uh, uh, that's kind of what I thought. That's kind of what it was like. Uh, And then everything rippled from there. You know, I was talking to a friend today and we were talking about when we take an action and put down a boundary, how it's like, it just, the whole system calibrates to that new boundary. And then it's like every opportunity where maybe I used to let that slide and I didn't express my limit I just kind of tolerated it all of a sudden now I'm like well I risk it there so I'm gonna risk it here and risk it there and risk it that I just apparently I don't do that anymore because if I was gonna do it somewhere I was gonna do it there and because I didn't do it there I'm not doing it and so in that way I have felt totally at my edge and I even did a ceremony for laying to rest an ego death and if you're not familiar with this practice um I'll share a little bit with you about it. Um, it can be done lots of different ways. I've done it lots of different ways. This most recent time was in a vision, uh, in a meditation. I have done it physically. I I wonder if we have an episode on it, from my California, Berkeley... Laying to rest. I am Sophia Wisewan, daughter of the wind. I accept my charge. I work, walk with courage, grace, and ease was what came out of that ritual. I was on the top of the hills in Berkeley and I was there and I was with myself in this quiet, massive view, and I realized I can't take myself back down the mountain. I can't take that ego. I can't take that identity. Like I can't take it with me. It's it's slowing me down, and she's too tired and done. Like, let it go. And so I did that, you know, in in person with a ceremony, making offerings on the ground and speaking like a memorial, speaking on behalf of the life that she lived and the choices that she made and the gifts that she gave and the ways that we will miss her and the ways that we'll honor her. Did that for my own self on the top of the hill. So just last moon time, this last moon time that I just went through, it came to me again, only this time it was through a vision and this time it was ashes. And this time I took my ashes to what has been that uh, when people say like, go to a safe place, go to a place that you feel really, that is like your favorite place or your safe place. This was a place that I went to for a long time. And it's a memory of an actual place that I would go to growing up and through my life. And and uh, now when people say go to your safe place, I have a very like rich, etheric landscape that I go to that was inspired by that landscape, but has a long, long time since then kind of become its own thing. So I went back to that place and I took my ashes there, this identity, these pathways, these patterns, these identifications, and I laid them there. And that's where I did my memorial for her and said, thank you for everything. Thank you for bringing us here. Everything that you've done, everything that you've been, everything that you tolerated that was so horrible, everything that you gave that was so glorious. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Rest in peace know you will your wisdom and your life and your beauty comes with me and like you don't have to effort you don't have to exist in this way anymore It was really deep really really deep and in a lot of ways that came out of putting down this boundary for myself expressing this limit um uh dr terry lewine she's a fabulous nonviolent communications teacher she's like my top recommendation and I work with her and and I always send people to her and uh we were talking the other day in a session and she was sharing with me that boundaries boundaries have this association of like other people like you need to respect my boundary and we were talking about what it is to just recognize like our personal limits and take responsibility for them like I need to go to, my limit is being awake until 10 p.m. And then my, like, so my, this conversation has to end by 10. So if I put down that boundary, is it someone else's job to make sure the conversation is done by 10 or is that mine? It's just my limit. It's just my limit. So what is it to kind of really come into this place? So I've really been playing with exchanging the word boundaries for limits and it's really been useful. So I expressed this limit, my availability, my not availability. I said, I'm available for this. I'm not available for that. Then I went into my life and I said, oh, my gosh, I'm available for this and I'm not available for that. This is really different. So I've been in deep grief, deep identity. I don't even want to say crisis, meltdown, glory be. Just melt it down. (laughs) Just melt it down. Just let it go. And in the midst of all of that, something came through knocking and it knocked 3 mornings in a row right in that in between space of awake and 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 dreaming awake in morning time and it came knocking and said medicine caller and i knew what i was being told and what i was being told was it's time to change the name of the podcast I don't know about you, but there's so much change happening. Why would anything remain the same? So I love you. And it's been Vagina Talks for two years. This is our 60th episode. Fabulous. And if you go back to my like zero, zero episode, one of the things I said is like, we'll find out together what the show is. Like, I don't know. Let's find out. And what I have found out is that what I love to do and what I love being in here is medicine calling right? I mean, that's just what I do. do. And that's what you do. You're a medicine caller. I'm a medicine caller. And what we do on this show is we call medicine with medicine callers and we tell medicine stories about calling medicine. So I go first. So I have a special transition episode for you today because a year ago, Just over a year ago now, I went through an initiation, the Spider Queen initiation. And so, for today's kind of next chapter of this episode, I'm going to share with you a retelling. It's a recording that I actually did last year, a retelling of the ceremony that I received the Spider Queen initiation inside of. And, uh, So if you've seen pictures of me, sometimes I wear gems on my face. I have these um, gems that I wear that honor the multiple eyes of the spider. and, And I wear a gem or a few gems on my forehead, and that's my crown. And they are offerings to reminders. They're an acceptance. They're an embrace. They're an expression of my accepting the mantle and also... Ask like asking to like a, a a reaffirming of my willingness to work with the spider medicine and the spider queen medicine. So it's part of part of my practice to be with that. And since I got the spider web tattoo, as it was offered to me when I did a meditation vision to the grandmothers this summer, um, I have found that I. I'm called to wear the eyes and the crown at different times and in different ways now so which I knew kind of what happened when I started doing it it started I would just draw spiderwebs all over myself and do that and then I was wearing a crown and then the eyes came and so it continues to morph and it may be something that I walk with this kind of centered in me for the rest of my life and I may tell the story and release this to the world and it might be like oh yeah spider queen like that thing came and went and it lives in my bones and it's integrated and like lay her down and then I'll do a ceremony of releasing and blessing and integrating that aspect and that that mantle that identity and for the meantime in the meantime it's here it's here it's here with me so lots of big news so we're just going to do a quick review this podcast which was vagina talks for two years is going to stay right in the stream. So if you're subscribed, you just stay subscribed and you'll continue to get these episodes. Um, if you're referring people to this show, from now on you want to tell them it's Medicine Caller, the Medicine Caller podcast, the Medicine Callers podcast. But what came through as the title is just Medicine Caller. That's what knocked every morning I'd wake up and it was Medicine Caller. Medicine Caller. MedicineCaller.com. Medicine Caller. Medicine Caller podcast medicine color, medicine color with Sophia one. medicine color. So that's what's happening. And I'm going to continue to share medicine calling practices and skills. I'm going to bring various medicine colors on. We're going to tell stories. We're going to talk about walking the path of living medicine and embodying medicine and the way that it works us. We're going to Skills. We're gonna story. We're gonna medicine. We're gonna sing. We're gonna sing some more on this podcast. I'm really excited about. I have some musicians coming in that are gonna come on on the show that really call the medicine with song. I'm excited about that. And there's just a lot to come in 2020 that is about medicine callers calling medicine, telling medicine stories about medicine calling times. So. There we go. So before I kind of drop we're going to like shift gears a little bit. I'm going to kind of guide you through that shift a little bit because the 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 Spider the Spider Queen story is like it was it's it was a night. It was a real night and uh, and it it mentions uh, abuse stories and and trauma. Um, some trauma stuff in in that story so just to kind of take note of your environment if that's the place and time that you want to listen to it though if you hang out with me a lot you kind of always know that stuff can drop anytime and uh isn't that just the can we like pause though and just like, isn't that the real talk though you're like in the middle of living your life and then like boom like drama stories come up or the need to express and transmute and alchemize it like this energy comes up and you say you know what I'm not doing this again I'm not turning this grief or this story into me being a problem I'm turning this grief and the story into my knowing of myself and treasuring myself and telling myself I matter you matter one of my favorite root lessons is you are made of space and matter you take up space and you matter I am made of space and matter, say it. I am made of space and matter. I take up space, I take up space, and I matter, and I matter. Okay, so take a moment, couple deep breaths, and we're gonna shift, I'm like really, this recording is, I'm really like in a zone. I'm like, I think it starts with, so you'll get a little, I get there, it's like, may the medicine of this story be strengthened in the retelling. You know, so we're going to, we're going to shift in that space. So take a few deep breaths and, uh, let yourself drop into the medicine colors podcast, spider queen initiation story. Love you so much. Peace. The initiation of the spider queen. May the strength of this medicine be strengthened by its telling and by its being heard as many good medicine stories start i could start it with me in a bath doing rounds of prayers for a clear passage and victory spider woman weaves victory i received clear instruction to dress my face with the painting of spider webs to dress my face as I was in honor an embodiment of Spider Woman, and to wear the gown that I had brought with me. After less than four minutes or so of uh, complaining and resistant behavior, I laid all that down when I was reminded, you don't have to do it, I thought, and said, yeah. And what I've learned is when I do, it really works out for the best, so I'm gonna. So I put on the gown and I dressed in honor of Spider Woman. And then I went downstairs to teach self-swaddling and we prepared and I had looked for and gone to reach for a pretty big blanket that had a fair amount of give but every time I turned around that blanket was not where I thought it was or where I thought I'd put it and instead there was this folded quilt in the middle of the floor and so surrendering I sat down to teach with this quilt the story really begins years previous as I found these three beautiful handmade quilts one for each of the children they were handmade by our mother's grandmother and when i came across them and told my mother that i had found them in storage she said to me that's the only nice thing your great grandmother ever gave us and i said well then we'll keep them And I sewed tabs onto the blanket so that I could hang it like a wall hanging instead of use it as a blanket because they were so beautiful. That was until the day that I, the first and divinity willing, the last time I ever Um, took a swing at a partner I lunged and almost punched a lover of mine and when I missed them thankfully I wasn't trying very hard it was more of a flailing I ripped the quilt off the wall and had such an awakening in that moment a recognition because that woman wasn't just mean. She was brutal to my mother till the story goes the day she died, physically beating this child. And as I learned after regularly locking Children, as was standard practice for the wife of a Welsh miner, locking children in dark, small spaces as punishment. And so I began the work of transmuting the abuse of my family with these quilts. And I would put them in the washing machine, and I would cover them in essential oils, and I would stand over the washing machine with my bells. And I would ring the bells and ring the bells and run them through the wash. And then I would hang them on the lines out in the yard, and I would let the garden. The garden grew, overgrew, and there was this prickly lettuce. And the sound of prickly lettuce is something to the effect of <coughs> This an aggressive, aggressive plant that is incredibly effective at disrupting patterns. It does not allow anyone to feel at ease or comfortable. It is particularly um, disruptive. And that is the medicine that it shared with me at the time. I'm sure it is dynamic and offers much. And that was the medicine it offered to these blankets And I'd leave them out and they would get rained on and sun-soaked and rained on and sun-soaked. And then I'd bring them in and I'd fold them and I'd pray over them and I'd meditate with them. And then I'd put them through the wash and then I'd hang them out to dry. Months and months and months. Until finally there was a sweetness to them. They were the one nice thing. They were more than that. They were the landscape of the transmutation of a self-worth being put into question because of someone else's rage. And I carried around these blankets and slowly handed them to my siblings at different times kind of in the attempt to get them to each of us after I did all of this work with them. So this, one of these three quilts laid on the ground as the blanket for self-swaddling. Teaching self-swaddling for two purposes. One, to smooth, to soothe, to ease, to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, to calm the body and mind, to do a tight swaddle. soothing 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 practice and the other part of it is to create a safe environment to express rage and anger and hurt so that you can self-swaddle and have a resistance tightly wrapped and so you can push and kick and move that uh, hot heated energy through in a a safe and well way and so I laid down in this gown and this quilt and began to talk about self swirling so i lay down i talk about rolling over and you tuck it in and you tuck your arms in and then you want to do this little wiggle worm and then you roll yourself over and the bigger the blanket the more loops you can do and you get a good and so i'm teaching and i'm talking and and then i start to say okay so this is the soothing but if you're in here and And um, you're grieving or if you're raging it's useful I'm going to talk you through what that looks like or if you know that you just have anger that you're working with maybe it's not really up at the edge but you want to be moving and clearing that energy that fire energy this is how you get the breath going this is how you push against the blanket (laughs) so teaching I'm talking Okay, sending your breath through all of your diaphragms, the root of your pelvic floor, abdominal diaphragm at the bottom of your lungs, the roof of your mouth, sending the breath all the way through, breathing, 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 and pressing, and breathing, and pressing, and breathing. And as I was doing this, I could hear the blanket begin to give. I could hear little pieces of the fabric beginning to give underneath my pressure. I've done this exercise many, many times in many different blankets, and this was the first time I heard this sound off of a blanket, and I stopped and I thought, oh, I really might rip this blanket. I even said that out loud. And then I thought about this woman's hands that made the blanket being the same hands that beat My mother's tender small body. And I thought, I'm okay with ripping this blanket. And so I just continued to teach and demo rounds and rounds and rounds. And then I, just by connecting and doing this demonstration of authentically coming into my body and being wrapped in this blanket. I began to really feel my own fire. And so, in a moment's breath, as I pressed and yelled, and the blanket gave way, shredding in three diagonal lines as the words, she was just a little girl, came out my mouth. And so I sat there, very different than the raging inside a swaddle, and a willingness to say yes to the medicine at hand, using this energy which was not complete in this emergence and in this rep. Rip. It was alive and moving and so as I talked about the whole point being letting it move and trusting the tools at hand I began to shred the blanket by my own hands and the most distinct feeling that I had was that the blanket wanted to be shredded the fabric was relieved and asking to come apart and I could feel my great-grandmother who I had never felt in such a connected way before very much in like a character or through a through a line like through my gram through my nana through my mother but directly I could feel her and I could feel her Gratitude and her relief and her request to shred it. I could hear her knowing and her deep vision from the other side of the veil, this knowing of we did what we had to do. We beat our children We let our husbands rape us. We made ourselves small. We played by the rules. And we taught our children how to survive just like we did. And let that end today. Tear that apart, shred that. Mercy, the answer of our prayers. Let that be over. I could feel her relief. The precision. The handcraftedness of the quilt. The diligence of it. The diligence of her job. Let it be over. For her job was to survive and to teach those that were her responsibility to survive and that that had been done and that this moment in this space was an opportunity to do something different and so please do, so shred it. So I did, and I prayed, and I prayed for her, and I prayed for all the grandmothers, and I prayed for all of the babies and all of the innocent bodies and all of us and all of us that have ever struck someone, beat someone with our words or our deeds or our hands or tool. And I shred and I felt the spider Pulling, shredding her own web. And there came a point where I invited anyone who was there with me to, if they wanted to, if their heart would be so relieved to pick up a piece and to shred these patterns in us and all of us, to be the mercy, to help the blanket come undone, to help the weaving come undone. and then while this was happening as the spider began to emerge so did a web by way of rubies and stibnite Narissa laid a web, and the spider sat upon this collection and was then adorned by grandmother. And mother gems and jewelry, rings, and bracelets, necklace, a crowning of sorts. And when the shredding was complete, as a spider can and does, gathering the shredded fabric, the shredded web. I gathered it all under my skirt, gathering it all. and asked for my silk bag, which was brought to me, and brought the silk bag, lifted, brought the silk bag under the skirt, and by way of my hands, but only four fingers on each hand, combing them, I combed this unwoven web into this silk satchel, all underneath the skirt. And then looping the bag over one shoulder underneath the skirt, I stood with spider butt and all, the silk bag holding the shreds. Standing upon her new web, one of wholeness, remembering permission to be healed. Upon standing, the spider queen exited out into the rain. There were two pieces that did not make it into the silk. I'm curious what the anatomical name of a spider's body is, to her bag. One piece was pulled and as the spider did her gathering and praying was lit. Leah began to pray burning offerings. And there was one other piece. One was pulled on purpose into prayer, and another. And all the rubies and stibnite were gathered. Everyone moved and shifted. It was revealed. Later that one square piece and one ruby sat undisturbed. This truly is the early times, the beginning of Spider Queen, the early times of Spider Woman, this indeed is recent and new, as the Spider Queen is timeless, and Spider Woman, epic, forward and backwards, up and down. Weaver, Queen of the Cosmos. So the prayers continue. The threads, as this story is told today, wrapped on the altar encircled, encircled, encircled in prayer. Today, gown and satchel together, hanging, draping on the stairway so that each and every time, up and down the steps, she cascades us with her whispers, her touch. and I ever expanding find myself falling deeper into her abdomen each day more receptive of the crown more surrendered to her weaving and her snacking each day willing to weave with and as a spider queen (laughs) Woo! <laughs> Thank you, gorgeous one. Thank you. I wanna take a moment in closing. I have a few things. First, take a breath. (sighs) Second, I wanna remind you that this in itself can be transmission and medicine. So take care of yourself right now. If this is medicine for you, I have a few invitations. One is hit that subscribe button, leave me a rate and review. It's very, very helpful. In addition, I would love to stay connected with you. Come over to my website, sophiawiseone.com or find me on Instagram at sophiawiseone and get connected. And if this is feeding you, I encourage you to join the virtual temple that is up and gorgeous and happening. And that is my Patreon. And I'm inviting you to join us there. If this episode or another episode fed you and was just what you need, consider sending it and sharing it with a friend. Thank you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for all your work, all your medicine. I know deep in my being, you are weaving with me. Thank you. Thank you. We are in this together.